Here we go. Welcome in, everybody. It is a Wednesday edition. How we doing? Mike Steely, Parker Thune here in the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios. And uh, welcome aboard. We will be uh, getting to your texts, of course, 405-651-3439 in the Air Coverage Solutions text line. That is 405-651-3439. Parker, how we doing? I'm sure you're doing a lot better than the Sooner basketball team. Well, I think more than... I, I feel that much more relevant as to how I'm doing is how you're doing, Steely, because Dude, the toothache oh. got the better of you the last couple of days. I, I don't like to miss work. I really don't. I th- feel like I can play through a lot. But so Sunday during the Cowboys 49ers game, and my dentist, I've told you about him, Dr. Tim Brooks, he'd been warning me, Mike, you got a couple areas over there on the left side we need to address real soon. And I kept putting him off and putting him off and putting them off. But I started to feel a little bit of pain up there. It wasn't too bad. It's like, well, that's not good. So like an idiot, I thought, you know what? Probably I haven't brushed back there enough. So I went back there and aggressively brushed, and that just made it worse. And by Sunday night, I'm like, this is not good. This is really not good. So I told TJ, man, have Connor on standby. This isn't good. So I, I got a hold of Dr. Brooks. I get my meds in the morning. The antibiotics did not kick in Monday when the pharmacist told me, it's going to be about 24 hours before these really get in your system and really start making a making a difference. So Monday, if there would have been a lion nearby, I would have fed myself to that lion. And I was, man, I was eating ibuprofen like it was spree. And or a gelling left and right, and my forces could not stop this evil toothache. It was brutal. I mean, it was absolutely brutal. I did get in the fetal position many times. I didn't quite cry, but I almost did. It was really bad. I I hear, I'm not sure if there's anything out there. Like, I don't know, if you you take a baseball bat to the side of your head or whatever, I'm sure that's very painful. But in terms of a toothache that you should have addressed a while back and your dentist was telling you, we need to look at this. "Ah, You know what, doc, we'll get it next month. We'll get it next month. That's on me. Because Dr. Brooks is great and he saved me again. But other than a toothache, I think the only thing that would combat it would be a, uh, what is the thing that, uh, oh my gosh, we were just talking about it. Like it goes through your, you know. What? It goes through your thing. I have no idea what you're getting It's at. one of those medieval-looking little things that travels through you and exits in a place that's very sensitive. Oh, now I know what you're talking about. What is it? I, 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 gosh, I can't think I'm of it either so now. I'm so medicated, I can't, even, I can't even think of what it is. Ugh, your medicated brain fog is rubbing off on me. I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, somebody help us out of the text line, 405-651-3439, because... And you see, if you see the little zoomed-in pictures of them, they uh, they look like medieval torture devices. Kidney stones, yes! A kidney stone, I hear, is Oh, brutal. you were talking about a kidney stone. Yeah, a kidney stone. Oh. What did you think I was talking about? Nah, never mind. I thought you were talking about an actual medieval torture device. Oh. Well, if you look at the zoomed-in pictures of them, they are little bitty medieval torture devices i'm not sure what was more painful though monday tuesday yesterday i was making a recovery but monday was absolutely brutal it was very painful but you know what was very painful too watching the ou basketball team last night oh boy are you talking about a toothache in in the words of revered football coach and former oklahoma staffer jimmy johnson 
stick a fork in them, they're done. You know what? And, uh, man, I, I think the Baylor game may have taken their soul. Maybe. Because, uh, and we're going to hear from Porter here in a minute, and you guys may have heard this soundbite already, but he was he was obviously very disappointed. But, I mean, you're down 11-zip right off the start of the game. You're down by 17 and a half. Uh, your offense is absolutely anemic. I mean, it is painful to watch the OU basketball team play offense. And Grant Sherfield, if he's not on, look out. 2 of 11 last night. I don't know if the student section got to him with the air ball chance, but that was ugly, man. He's way too inconsistent. Way too inconsistent. And look, I understand you're going to have rough shooting nights, but man. Sure. He is uh, what Dickie B calls a Dow Joneser, up and down. And he's been down way too much, particularly in some of these games. But, I mean, who played well last night? C.J. Nolan and... Uh, that's pretty much it. Jalen Hill, maybe. Bijan Cortez had like six assists. Other than that, I mean, you look at that box score. Milo Zuzan, and I think he's a really good young player. One of 11. Uh, the, the Groves brothers were a non-factor. And that was some ugly, ugly basketball. From the text line, one listener in the 918 says, Hate it, but that was a new low in men's basketball. It's one thing to get drubbed, but they look like they've quit at this point. Last night's performance reaffirmed my decision never to buy ESPN Plus. About the only positive I'm seeing right now. LOL. You know, it, it was ugly, no doubt. It was tough to watch that. 20 points from the starting lineup. Yeah, you look at the box score, 20 points from your starters. Are you kidding me? And, and Sherfield looked like he was, I, I don't know. I mean, in some of these games, he looks unbelievable. Like, man, there, there's your go-to guy. But you've got to have more consistency from him. You've got to have – it looks like he was overwhelmed last night. And, again, I don't know if it was the early air ball, but he was he was way out of it, and the Sooners got absolutely dominated, 79-52. to Now, all they have to do – by the way, Eddie Lampkin did not play for TCU either in this game, and now the Sooners have to turn around and host the number two team in the country, the Alabama Crimson Tide, at 1 o'clock on Saturday. So, man – they are right now. They're eleven and nine, and uh, what two and six in the league. Porter was nineteen and sixteen in his first year. So they're, I mean, unless there's some dramatic, unbelievable Disney movie kind of turnaround here, now I will Oklahoma's say going to finish with a losing record and not be in the tournament. I will say this though. Yes, they're going to need a drastic turnaround. But as I recall, two years ago, Lon Kruger's final season at the helm, it was this game on the schedule, a home game with Alabama, where Oklahoma really turned the corner. Because it was much the same situation. They looked pretty anemic offensively. They were struggling to win close basketball games. They hosted Alabama. Uh, I don't know if they blew the doors off Alabama that day, but they won pretty handily, pretty convincingly. And from there, I think they ended up winning like nine of the next 11. Yeah, I mean, that's what you need. Made a run to the NCAA tournament, won a game, got to the round of 32. So, look, it's not to the point where things are too far gone for this basketball team, but we're encroaching upon that territory yeah and absolutely it worries me and we've we've talked about it for weeks mike what worries me the most is that i don't perceive that this team this program has enough pure athletes absolutely to be able to go not. toe-to-toe with the likes of kansas and texas and even as you saw last night a tcu 
Well, and and I thought, like, after they went to KU and a lot of these close games that they lost, I mean, the Baylor game is a dagger for Baylor to make those last four threes and beat Oklahoma the way they did. Maybe they took their soul. Maybe the Baylor Bears took the Sooners' basketball soul. But I thought, you know what? This is a pretty good basketball team playing in a tough league. Last night, I did not see a good basketball team. I saw the opposite of a good basketball team. I saw a team that was, you know, not energized, not tough, quit in the second half. It was an embarrassment. And I think Porter Moser was pretty uh, pretty upset after the game last night. Here's what the Sooner head coach had to say. Our team has bounced back and fought after so many heartbreaking losses. We lost last possession Texas, last possession Iowa State, last possession Kansas, and then just last possession Baylor. Every game we have fought back and showed resilience, toughness, bouncing back. Tonight we didn't. Tonight we didn't. Tonight was a total beatdown. You know, from the moment, from the, from the jump, we followed the jump shooter to start the game. Um, we followed three jump shooters to start the game. We, um, you know, we were passive against their press. Um, their length and athletic ability um, is is tremendous. The the defensive length of switching and then they're just absolutely going so downhill in transition and then they rebound. Uh, combination of all that, but the biggest thing is this team that tonight we did not. Uh, we did not bounce back. We had a tough loss against Baylor the other night, and this is the first time all year we did not bounce back. But you got to give credit to, to TCU. They came out from the jump. Um, they were their aggressor. Um, they were they were the one that was going downhill, and um, they just it was a beatdown. All right, that is our Ortho Central clip of the day, brought to you by Ortho Central. Now with clinics in Norman, Midwest City, and now a new Tri City location serving Newcastle, Tuttle, and Blanchard. These full service clinics treat orthopedic and sports medicine injuries. All right, hopefully there's not. Uh, you know, I'm still aura gelled up here, and I'm waiting. The antibiotics. You sound are, fine. Steve. The antibiotics are, are have made a. You know, we're not ready to storm the Capitol and raise our flag yet, but we're making progress in this war. The tooth was dominating us Monday. The antibiotic forces went in there and made a big difference, but the war has not been won yet. But it will be won because I've got Dr. Brooks That's on my good side. That's good to hear. So, on the text line, somebody said, you guys are idiots, kidney stones. It's clear Steely has never had gout or bad hemorrhoids. Yeah, if Steely came down with gout, the guy on the other side of the radio <laughs> dial would probably accuse us of trying to rip him off. <laughs> Yeah, I hear the kidney stones are are uh, worse. See, now, why does the guy have to call us idiots? You know, that, I mean, that to be not, fair, we are. I mean, we are, but you don't have to say that. You could have made your statement without saying you guys are idiots. That is, again, what is wrong with society today. He may be completely kidding, but there's no little LOL next to that. You know, maybe we're why just are we point. like that? Why are we like that now? Listen, you should I, say, dude, you should have a kidney stone. Then you would really feel some pain. OK, again, I Boom. will, I will reference is. one of the greatest sitcoms of all time, How I Met Your Mother, and point out that maybe we're to the point in our relationship with the Air Comfort Solutions text line where a la Robin Scherbatsky, you're an idiot translates to I love you. Oh, OK, well, I'll take that. You know, I'm very upset. I've had a very difficult last two days. Very, I, I was in the fetal position many times, close to crying like a baby, but I didn't do it. So so on the other side of the break here, I think we do need to talk a little bit more about Porter because people are losing patience with the guy, and I don't think that's fair by any stretch of the imagination. I just I, – I have a lot of thoughts. I know you will as well. Well, but. here's my number one thought. Bring in better players and get them in quickly because I think the guy can coach. But, man, you can be 
Bear Bryant, Newt Rogney, John Wooden. If you don't have the players, I mean, you're going to see stuff like that happen, bottom line. But we'll get to uh, all of your thoughts on all of your thoughts on Porter Moser. We'll get into a lot of Sooner football. We have Jesse Crittenden coming up at 135. Appreciate you guys checking in on the Air Coverage Solutions text line. We're coming right back on the ref. We are back. Mike Steely, Parker Thune with you here in the Buffalo Wild Wings studio. Our thanks to last year, Home Comfort Systems, 405-579-3113. They will do great work for you. Uh, Supergroup Asia there. I like Eric Cartman's uh, version on South Park a little bit better, but still a fine song and a cool album cover at that. All right, uh, 405-651-3439 in the Air Comfort Solutions text line. By the way, I have I've said that uh, I, I like Skip Bayless because I, I've met Skip before. He's a friend of Craig Humphreys, and Craig's one of the best guys out there. So I, I never am too hard on Skip Bayless. I realize what he's all about. But that video with the Dak jersey in the trash can was one of the worst things I've ever seen. Yeah, what was – like, why? Why, Skip? I mean, it was a to- – I mean, you can see him waiting there like, okay, Ernestine, three, two – here I come. No, let's do another take, okay? I want to show a little more anger wadding up the jersey this time. Can we do another one? Okay. Three, two, one. I mean, just <laughs> what a clown show. Is it not amazing what people will do for engagement? I mean, if you really think about what some people are willing to do for engagement, it's pretty pathetic. Seriously, right? I mean, you got people out there that saying DeMar Hamlin's dead right now. You heard wait, that conspiracy. Wait, what? Yes, that, that's, that's, that's a thing? That's a conspiracy thing? I'm, yes, it's like we are the dumbest freaking society of all time right now. I think the, uh, the cavemen, the troglodytes, might have had a little more intelligence. It, is, it amazes me sometimes when I open up social media. And for the most part, I love it because you get a lot of good Sooner takes, all the sports takes, but some of the stuff I just look at and go, where are we at as a society today? Like Mike Gundy. It's, it's just ridiculous. And Skip Bayless, that was one of the biggest clown shows ever. Okay. Can we talk about Porter Moser? Yes, because... let's talk about Porter Moser. By the way, I'm going to get – can we shoot a video of me w- wadding up my Sooner basketball jersey and throwing it in the trash <laughs> during the next break? Do a couple takes with that. I have no doubt that the Hillbillies <laughs> have already beat you to that. So bad. But here's the deal with Porter. He's a good coach. He is a good he coach. He is a good coach. He's a tough coach. The style of basketball that they're playing is boring basketball. You can't play Billy Tubbs basketball with that roster. They're not good enough. The talent's not good enough. Now, the talent, ladies and gentlemen, has got to be upgraded. That's on the coaching staff. you got to bring in better players. Correct. You do. That's but the, also, you got to give a guy like Porter Moser more than a season and a half to turn over the roster because you know how many players are left over on this roster from the Lon Kruger era? One. Jalen Hill. Jalen Hill, yeah. That's it. Yeah. Jalen Hill is the only member of this roster that was at Oklahoma prior to last season. Right now, Porter Moser has a roster of transients and newcomers. That is the reality. And I would point you, I would reference you to his tenure at Loyola. 
it took him five years just to get to the NCAA tournament. And I understand, and we're going to have people on the text line immediately going, expectations in Oklahoma should be way higher than they are at Loyola Chicago. And I understand that. But guess what? You're also playing in the toughest basketball conference in America, and it's not even close. Yeah. And have been ever since Moser got there. For them to be 19-16 and 16 last year and on the precipice of a tournament berth after losing all the ammo that they lost in the offseason, most notably Austin Reeves and Brady Manick, borderline miraculous, Steely, what Porter was able to do in year one. Would it be, would Sooner fans be happy if Porter got the Notre Dame job? Because Mike Bray has announced he's done at Notre Dame, Porter's a Catholic, Notre Dame's a good job, prestigious job. I don't know. And, you know, a lot of the references are always about OU basketball to Billy Ball. And I get that. That was clearly the most exciting, clear, sorry, that was clearly the most exciting brand of basketball ever played at OU. All right? Not even close. Billy was awesome. Should have won a national championship. But that was exciting. This is not. And look, they don't have, look, the Groves brothers, nice kids, decent players. They're not going to go out and win you 20-plus games. Is there anybody who can sniff the NBA on this roster? No. We all know that. Is there anybody who can sniff the G League on this roster? Eh, Grant Sherfield. Grant Sherfield. And at some point, Milos Yuzan, probably. Yeah, but well, that's about yeah, it. Miles, and he had a horrible game last night, but he's a good player. Um, but I mean, you're playing in the toughest league, and you're not that talented. And unfortunately, I think the way they're playing is also the only way they can win games. They can't get up and down the floor with anybody in this league. They just can't. But it is going to be a uh, yeah. Bijan Cortez was also there. That's right. No, he wasn't. He wasn't. Nope. Did he not come in? Nope, with, he was a freshman last year. He was he was recruited by Lawn, though. He was recruited yeah, by Lawn, right, yes, right. but he so, didn't get to Oklahoma until Porter's yeah, first year. Yeah, and in essence, you're both right, but yes. But I don't know. If you're Porter Moser right now, and look, I, he's thinking about figuring out a way to upset Alabama, but you're at a job that's very difficult. You're in a place where an arena situation is as bad as any in Power 5 basketball, the Lloyd Noble Center. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to recruit when, you know, you see 3,000 people there in the seats and you're having to play a brand of basketball that's not very exciting. It's just it's it's a tough job, man. Well, and he, I, I knew this text was coming, and I was about to preemptively address it, but it already got here. Love Porter, but tired of excuses. New coach Jerome Tang lost great players and brought in 11 new ones. Look at K-State's record. People like Jerome Tang – skew folks' expectations completely out of proportion. Because that should not be the expectation in year one. That should not be the standard. What Jerome Tang is doing is the exception and not the rule. Much like everybody during football season was like, how is Brent not doing what Sonny Dykes is doing at TCU? Because sometimes you catch lightning in a bottle. That's just how it is. Yeah, and look, that's a good comparison because uh, Jerome Tang, to me, is the national coach of the year. And there's no doubt. And, and there's no, he's and mad props plus, to Jerome Plus, they're playing exciting basketball, too. So, look, I think Porter's a good coach. Is it too early to give up on him? Yes, he's got to bring in better players, but there is no way you can't, you know, look at what's happened with him at Oklahoma so far and say it's not a disappointment because it is. 
Doesn't mean that you start thinking about, well, we need to get him out of here. That's not going to happen. But, man, that that was ugly last night. That was – I mean, it, I, I was watching that on ESPN Plus, and my wife and, – and, and I finally thought, you know what, let's go ahead and watch this Netflix show. I'll watch the rest of it on the phone. It was so bad. But um, we'll see. If they somehow – you know, I really think a lot of these close losses may have just taken their basketball soul particularly the Baylor game. I think when that it, when it looked like Baylor, they had Baylor beat and Baylor wasn't making threes and then they make the last four, uh-huh. you know? Well, and most of those were well guarded too. I think the Baylor loss broke their will and this TCU loss took their soul. And that means they're going to get rolled by the tide Saturday. Oh boy. And if if that happens, I think we can stop paying attention. <laughs> Is this team is going nowhere fast, certainly not in the direction of a tournament berth. And, oh, man, I'm not reading that text. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's actually but, pretty good. But look. <laughs> 918, you, sir, are tawdry. So, so many people have chimed in with this sentiment, and it rings true. Better players isn't just on the coaches. It's on the school as well. Who the hell would want to play in the LNC? It's a joke and handcuffs Porter in recruiting, to say the least. OU, in terms of administrative buy-in to the sport of basketball, they're not playing on the same field as a lot of these programs that they're going toe-to-toe with on a weekly basis. Texas just spent, what, $375 million or something like that on a new basketball arena? Hey, I think Joe Castiglione's most difficult thing that he's had to deal with in his tenure is men's basketball at OU. Because of, you know, the crowd support, the arena, trying to get a new arena, where you're going to build the new arena. I mean, they've got to come up with all these creative specials to get people in the seats. And I believe that Joe C. is a tremendous athletic director. But I don't know, you know. Unless there's a wizard available who's going to solve this issue. The issue is you've got to get a new arena at some point. And Dylan on the text line says, I believe Porter Moser is getting the most out of his team. I honestly think they're overachieving. There is very little talent outside of Sherfield on this team. I'd like to know because I don't really remember. I was, t- I was too tied up with football until this month, really. But what were people's expectations heading into this season for the basketball program? Because honestly, find at, a way to get to the tournament. Well, looking at what they lost last year and looking what they replaced their losses with coming into this season, that did not look like a tournament team to me. And if they make the tournament, give it up to Porter. Give the guy his flowers because I agree with that sentiment. In terms of sheer talent, this is not a this is not a tournament basketball team. Um, what else do we have here on the text line? Sooner Soldier says, Porter, Mo- Porter Moser is a dang good coach and has put his heart and soul into this program. It's going to take time, and he has obstacles that other coaches don't, like the need of a new arena. You got to give this time. You have to give this time. Because we're not – and this is also a distinction that people need to make in their minds. We're not talking about Oklahoma football here. We're talking about Oklahoma basketball. Oklahoma basketball does not have the same gravity nationally. Its brand doesn't go as far. You know what's amazing? As Oklahoma football. It's kind of like the practice facilities. They put a bunch of money into practice facilities and all of that stuff's really nice, but the arena is still 
I mean, I hear this when you walk into there, you hear the Sanford and Son theme because it's junk. It really is. But that is uh, certainly holding the program back. So, but I do think Porter's a good coach. Yeah, he's got a, an average team playing in the toughest conference in America. You're playing in the Pac 12 or something, he's got a tournament team more than likely. Playing in the Big 12, he's probably looking at. Well, definitely, unless there's a major turnaround, they're, they're not even going to sniff the NCAA. How, how long did it take Lon to get to the tournament? I'm trying to think. I don't know. It was was a it, few, I think was it was it second year, third year. I'd have to go back and Google it up. Now, Lon was really, really good at getting those Oklahoma teams to the tournament. Yeah. But Lon was a great basketball coach, a great basketball coach. And I think Porter is too. But Lon had a lot more skins on the wall at that point in his coaching career than Porter did. So, again – it's going to take time. No and doubt. you're going to have to be able to be willing to give it time. All right, break time. I am going to get the Origel during the break. Ladies and gentlemen, 405-651-3439. The guy who said, Steely, forget the or forget the Origel. I've got the 80-proof bourbon that will do the trick. You know, Monday I probably would have taken you up on that, no doubt. All right. Gunny, what's up, my man? How you doing? Good to, good to see you on the text line. We'll get to some more of your texts coming up here in a little bit. Mike Steely, Parker Thune with you here on the Home of Sooner Fans. The Ref coming right back. We are back. Wednesday edition of Steel Man and Thune. Good to be back. Thanks to our friends at Riverwind Casino. They sponsor our hotline, 405-329-9000. Jesse Crittenden will join us coming up at 135 on the Riverwind Casino hotline a little bit later on today. Riverwind, over 2,800 electronic games. All of your favorite table games are there. They've got a great poker room, bars and dining. they got you covered. The Coop Ale House Bar, the River Buffet, Chips and Ales Pub Restaurant, great food court. Great promotions. They just gave away five trips to the Super Bowl. We don't know who's going to be in the Super Bowl yet, but they gave away five trips uh, recently in the Showdown in the Desert promotion. The new member seven promotion is unbelievable. New patrons who sign up for a wild card can earn up to $450 in one day. We've got renovations happening over there now. There are new gaming areas. Showplace Theater is a non-smoking gaming area. In the River Lounge, you'll find games there. On the Sky Bridge, you'll find games there. Won't be long before the remodel. The renovation is complete. The Showplace Theater will have concerts again, ladies and gentlemen. Earth, wind, and fire is coming. We don't have uh, official dates yet, but that's happening. Get ready for that. Riverwind Casino, uh, the best casino experience in the metro area. They are simply the best. All right. Uh, Jeff Levy, Alabama. What are we hearing? Because nothing. I, this, I, this this is not a thing. I don't think it is either. This is a non-item. People want to make it a thing, and I, you know, like we talked about uh, even before the Bill O'Brien announcement came out, we said unless it was a, an offer, you know, the Don Corleone, uh, an offer you can't refuse, Jeff Levy would be staying at Oklahoma. Again, all the things he said about OU, and I realize coaches say things and they go other places, but. Jeff Lebby, I think, is bought in here at OU. And, you know, I, I just don't think he would leave Brent Venables, and I don't believe he'll leave OU unless the offer is just 
out of this world unbelievable. Yeah, and to be clear, if he does leave, it is a mule shoe situation all over. It is. Because it would be brutal because of the, you know, uh, if you're saying all these things in culture and OU, we're, we're doing it this way, and that, you know, and then you get up and leave, I don't care if it is Nick Saban. That would be extremely disappointing. But again, I do not think that is going to happen. I just don't. All right, Michael Hawkins is still set for the 31st. Well, well, so he sent out that tweet over the weekend where he was like, I'm pushing my commitment back. Biggest decision of my life. Want to make sure it's the right one. Um, I will say this. That tweet was soon deleted, mm-hmm. and I still expect him to commit on the 31st. And percentage-wise for Oklahoma, you were at what? 90%. 90%. Yeah. The other 10% being? I mean, I, I don't know. Anybody else? Because he's going to be up at Oklahoma for Junior Day Arkansas this weekend. or TCU are those? Is, Arkansas is out. Arkansas is done. Arkansas is no longer in the race so for Michael Hawkins. So I guess, sure, 10% TCU if you wanted to put a label on it. But the overwhelming favorite here is and has been Oklahoma. Okay. And with him coming up with his good buddy Devon Mitchell, the five-star 2025 tight end, just three days before his commitment, uh, OU feels really, really good about where they stand with Michael Hawkins, as they should. Why did Hawkins push the date back to begin with? What do you think? I, he's a kid, right? He's a, he's a kid. Kids sometimes want to build additional hype. Look, I, 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 there are a lot of things that we are cognizant of as people who are tuned into recruiting and that look at it from uh, an outsider's perspective that maybe kids don't realize comes into play because, you know, they're 16, 17 years old. So as we sit here and we talk about what it would mean for Oklahoma to get an early commitment at the quarterback position, we're thinking, well, there's going to be a ripple effect, right? He's going to be able to recruit his peers more effectively and for longer, and the coaching staff is going to be able to benefit from being able to sell the opportunity to play with this guy to all the other 2024 prospects in addition. So in the mind of a 16- or 17-year-old, maybe they're not as clued into or as cognizant of the impact that committing early in the process would have for the rest of a class, especially for a quarterback. So, to be honest, the fact that you saw that tweet disappear, I mean, you can put two and two together. It seems pretty obvious what happened, which is Oklahoma got Michael Hawkins on the phone and said, hey, uh, we're we're not going to drag this out. Let's just get this over with for everybody. Maybe Walter Wright called him and said, say my name. (laughs) What do you think? What do you think? All right, Bobby from Austin is giving us platitudes. Oh, look at that. Message gratitude. of gratitude. Yes. Shout out to you all for the quality content. Steely, you're a living legend, and I trust Parker's takes more than I trust the sun to rise, which means we're instantly going to get a text from one of the doomers going, what about DJ Hicks? Bobby from Austin, we, we just became best friends. Yeah. Uh, long distance uh, handshake right there, high five, whatever you want to, you know. I bought a phone from Bobby from Austin once. Did you? Yeah. Worked great, right? It did work great, yeah. Good, 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 good. All right, 405-651-3439. Parker, is OU possibly taking quarterbacks, two quarterbacks this year since Dylan Gabriel and Bevel will be gone after next year? I mean, Micah Bowen's also hit the portal. That is true. And 
I would think that, yeah, Oklahoma's going to have to fill their quarterback room one way or another. I don't think they take two high school quarterbacks because I think that's really, really hard to do in general. Right? It's really difficult to convince two quarterbacks in the same class to come in together. It's all the more difficult when they're coming one year behind Jackson Jackson Arnold. Arnold. Yes. yes. Jackson <laughs> Arnold. Correct. So when you when the act you have to follow is a guy that's arguably the number one quarterback in America in his recruiting class and he's only a year older than you, it's tough enough to get one guy. And that's one thing we've talked about. In years past, and I would say with most prospects in general, regardless of what years past looked like, OU wouldn't have even been in play for Michael Hawkins because of Jackson Arnold. But they managed to stumble into a situation where the kid that they're recruiting at the quarterback position legacy. in 2024 is a legacy, has always wanted to be a Sooner, and does not back down from competition. But it is not the norm for programs to stack top 10 quarterbacks on top of one another year after year after year. Muleshoe was always taking one every two years, right? And every so often, he'd go and grab a guy like Chandler Morris if the room got thin. But the fact that Oklahoma is a serious consideration, nay, the front runner for Michael Hawkins at all, is something that, all things considered, is really freaking remarkable. Yeah. Because, in general, you're not going to be able to get a top 10 quarterback in any given class to follow a guy that's arguably the number one quarterback in his class. All right, break time right here. Uh, the 615 says, ran into the great Brian Bosworth at Whole Foods last night. All right, uh, finish the script. Now we need the story. That's the headline. Fill in the details. And uh, somebody wants to know about on three, crystal balling David Stone to Michigan State. We'll talk about that. Coming back more on uh, Heisenberg, the quarterback, Walker White, we will uh, address that question, Frisco, sooner when we get back as well. Stay with us here on The Ref. All right, we're back here. <clears throat> Pardon me, on a Wednesday. Good to have you with us. Did you choke on some Orgel there? Uh, yeah, man, I'm still kind of a mess over here. Hey, by the way, we got news. We do. The text line will be... Very interested in. Ah, okay. This comes per a tweet from friend of the program, T.J. Eckert. Ah. I'm quoting directly from his tweet. Think you have what it takes to coach college football? The University of Oklahoma is hiring. Join Brent Venable's staff as an offensive analyst. Apply right on LinkedIn. And he attached screenshots of a LinkedIn application to become an offensive analyst at the University of Oklahoma. So... To all of the text line denizens that have made it quite clear over the pa- course of the past few months that they could do a better job than Brent Venables and his staff, well, here's your opportunity. Who would we uh, who would we put there? Gunny of Stutzman Army? No, he's a defensive guy. So maybe. There you go. There you go. All right, uh, 405-651-3139. What about this uh, Walker White kid? I mean, what about him? He's a he's 2024 a, quarterback. He's a four-star, right? He's a four-star, good player. He's got a lot of big offers. OU's quarterback in the 2024 class is in all likelihood going to be Michael Hawkins. Walker White did camp with Oklahoma last summer, though. Mm. So if somehow things fell through with Hawkins, 
then yeah, I could see why does a guy that uh, develops a pretty tight bond with Jeff Lebby and staff and OU may have a chance to win him over if if there is a universe in which they don't get Hawkins. Uh, Chapstick says, hell yeah, application going in today. Yeah, uh, can you see uh, Brent Venables? Man, we want to thank Chapstick. He saw some holes in that defense. And, uh, man, Chapstick, you did a great job. That would be awesome. I think if he gets into the OU Media Guide, he should just be Chapstick. That's what, you know, no real name, just Chapstick. Uh, in your honest opinion, how good is the Hawkins kid? Asks one listener in the 405. Uh, in my honest opinion, <laughs> the kid's really good and is going to have a chance at the Elite 11 this offseason. Speed, speed, speed. Speed, 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 and also really fluid mechanics. Really good ball. I, I, again, I watched him throw for probably an hour and a half this past Saturday. There, there wasn't a single pass that wobbled. Not a one. The so, uh, the ceiling for him would be maybe ending up – I'm talking about the Sistine Chapel-type ceiling, like RG3 kind of ability, that speed to burn and you could take off and still throw it. Yeah, well, and that was the comparison that I made a couple weeks back. Really? I believe, if, it wasn't, if it wasn't on this show, it was on Locked In. I now, said, we're talking about top ten there. Yeah, I'd say I, I think best-case scenario, Michael Hawkins becomes an RG3 type, a guy that can burn you with his legs – can push the ball down the field with his arm, and they could be in New York City for a Heisman ceremony one of these days. Most mobile quarterback they would have if it pans out since, since Kyler. Kyler. Yeah. Yeah. Since Kyler. And, and maybe a lot most... bigger. He's 6'1". Kyler was, what, 5'9"? Maybe 5'10"? I mean, yeah, maybe. 5'9", 5'10". But, yeah. Uh, no, Hawkins is – he's taller than 6'1". He's about 6'2", 6'2 and a half. Uh, I mean, I'm 6'1", and – I'm looking up at the kid every time mm, I interact with him okay. in person. So I was no, just he's looking tall. at the two four seven had him at six one. But yeah, I was I was actually supposed to up that or update that today, and I haven't done it yet. So that's my fault. But <laughs> Chapstick says I probably couldn't analyze the toilet paper in my bathroom. <laughs> hey, what about the on three? Somebody crystal balled uh, David Stone to Michigan State. Still don't buy it. Still don't buy it. Uh, another listener said you compared him to Braxton Miller. Was yes. that your low end guy? And you yeah, was- that was I, I, I. That was kind of my realistic comparison. I can't remember who I. I had like a low end. I had like a high end, and then I had my general comp, which was Braxton Miller. High end was RG three for the life of me. I can't remember who the low end was. But an athletic quarterback who can yeah, throw the ball. Certainly, he's an not a classic. He, he's not a classic drop back guy. He's an athletic quarterback. Yeah. Uh, Perfect point on the Air Comfort Solutions text line from a texture in the 918. David Stone will not be going to Michigan State. Michigan State does not have a Ronnie Crimson. Uh, in case this is news to you, Ronnie Crimson is tweeting at David Stone every day until he commits to Oklahoma, much like he did last cycle with Phil Pachotti, <laughs> which it worked out with Phil Pachotti. So we are taking it as a given that it's going to work out uh, with David Stone as well. Better arm talent, Arnold or Hawkins? Right now, Jackson Arnold. Um in general, I would say probably Jackson Arnold. Uh, low end, Trevor Knight. I would hope so. <laughs> yeah. That's a very low end. All right, end. so Jay from Medill. Okay, Jay, we love you, Jay. We love Medill. It's sarcasm. It's sarcasm. Yeah, okay, good, 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 good. All right, yes, it is. I didn't see the Here Comes the Doomers. We were just saying he would be the fastest guy they've had since Kyler at QB. Yeah, Jay's, Now I get it. I'm sorry. Yeah, Jay. no, no. We, it, was, it goes back to a joke that we were making on Monday on Locked In, I believe. 
Uh, Have the Boomer Doomers been out the last couple days? The Boomer Doomers were out in force on Monday. On the levy deal? I guess. I, I forget. I think it was the levy deal. Yeah. It was a combination of a lot of factors that led to the Monday meltdown. But it was a Monday meltdown on the text. Who is the president of the Boomer Doomers? Well, we... Doug from Norman. Okay, Doug would be... But Doug rarely t- takes a lot of time. You can tell he composes and thinks about his he texts does. and wants to make sure that it's, you know, he just wants to make sure that it's very Doug. You know what I'm saying? I don't know that Doug is a uh, Doug is a guy who questions everything, kind of. No, not that there's anything wrong with that. But I don't know if there's anybody else who would be like a bigger boomer doomer that everything, the sky is falling all the time. Everybody needs to be fired kind of guy. Sooner Soldier says, referring to the offensive analyst position on LinkedIn, does the job give you authority to make player position changes? (laughs) I have an awesome idea for QB1. Oh, man. That is society right there, right? Yeah, put put your application in on LinkedIn. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Okay. Uh, how much time do we have? Like a minute. Okay. Well, I want to thank uh, Lasher Home Comfort Systems for sponsoring our opening hour, as they always do. Tim Lasher, a lot more reliable than Maher, the Cowboys kicker. Although he did make one from 50-plus. That first extra point was not gonna was going left again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that got blocked, and my first first thought was – I watched that kick in real time. I was like, that wasn't going in anyway. Yeah. And then Tony Romo looped back around and said, or who is the color analyst? Greg Olson. He was like, yeah, that thing was going way left. It's like, thank you. That thing it was probably like my saved driver, him man. some additional embarrassment. That thing was going way left, possibly OB. Possibly out of bounds. Okay. That is hour number one. Uh, the Orange Jail is working so far. I like that. And we've got Jesse Critton the next hour. We're going to hear from Josh Pate on Brent Venables to start next hour. Stay here. We are back for hour number two. I'm talking, and Parker Thune is talking. We're talking to you. And you can talk to us on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. That's 405-651-3439. Hour number two is always presented by the Seth Wadley Auto Group in Paul's Valley. Great selection on all kinds of vehicles. Great guarantee. Oil changes, engines for life on newer used gas or diesel at no additional cost to you. That's a great deal. I have a medical question. I know we've got doctors out there. We've got offensive and defensive coordinators out there. We've got basketball coaches. We get all kinds of people on the text line. Four oh five. Many. We do. Many recruiting analysts. So as well. I'm sure that we're going to have a couple doctors out there. These uh, these antibiotics. You can hear them. Take one tablet every 12 hours daily. Now, I started out, I felt like I needed a lot of reinforcements in this battle with the uh, achy tooth, so I sent two in immediately. How important? Can I send more forces in? It hasn't been 12 hours yet. It's only been like four hours. Can I send more troops into this battle? Or do I need to? I'm not going to take the whole 
thing, but can I send more antibiotic troops into this battle, or you, do you have to do it every 12 hours and stick to the script? Because I think I'm, I need more troops in there right now. The tooth is still kind of fighting back, and I want to send in more reinforcements and try and win this thing. Somebody who's a medical expert, let me know. Stick to the instructions or send in another platoon. Also, I'm ready just, to go. I want to bring it to light that Steely had an outstanding idea, or an outstanding question, rather, in a, the break. This is a genius idea. We should send it to the people at Origel and say, this is our idea, we'll split the profits with you. Are you talking about that? Yeah, so Steely walks into the, the crock pot over here, mm-hmm. which is the area in which I sit, in the Buffalo Wild Wings studios. And he goes, why haven't they made flavored Origel yet? That's why do right. I got to be tasting menthol? Why not a nice lemon lime or cherry vanilla or... You know, just some different flavors. We can flavor everything now. They just made Funyun-flavored Lay's potato chips. What is the point of that? I don't like, know. Funyun-flavored potato chips? Why don't you just eat Funyuns at that point? I, I was the sucker who said, hmm, okay, I'll of try these. I'm a health nut. Why not? They were not very good. But why not like a lemon-lime origel? That would be good. That would be really good. Okay, 405-651-3439. Help us out. I need to know if I can send more antibiotic reinforcements in before they tell me to or if that's going to just be a bad. uh, If you take too much on an empty stomach, you will get sick to your stomach. Now, that is true. That's true of really any medication, though. So I just need to eat something before I take the next one. Jesse G says, at 2 o'clock, send in General Bourbon. He'll handle it for you. <laughs> I I might call General Bourbon. I don't drink anymore, but I might have to call uh, somebody, maybe the Fireball Squad or something. It's, again. Steely needs some booty cream, <laughs> says one listener. <laughs> oh. So, uh, anyway, okay. Hey, Good Josh Pate, late kick Josh. You like him, right? Uh, yeah, he uh, he was tweeting earlier this week about how he was he was going to talk about Oklahoma yes. on his show this week. That's right, and he did, and he was grading new coaches in college football and how they did on their first year in their first year. And here is Josh Pate from the Late Kick podcast uh, giving Brent a C minus. Let me remind you of the horror that unfolded in Norman. This was the first time this program was under six wins. Since 1998. 98! But when Brent Venables got hired, I'm building up to the letter grade. I'm, I'm kind of stalling, but I'm building up to the letter grade. When he got hired, I didn't necessarily think that they were going to push for a playoff spot, but what is he known for? Brent Venables is a defensive guy, defensive mastermind. I said to you in the summer, and I believed it, one area I am pretty sure they're going to improve in is out with Lincoln Riley and Alex Grinch, in with Brent Venables. At the very least, they're going to improve defensively, right? Certainly, that guy's identity, that guy's thumbprint, will be seen statistically in the defensive profile this year. Nope. Quite the opposite. Last year, points per game, Oklahoma was 58th in the country. It's not good. Now, if you were to do this in year four, you would be getting an F, so you may say, ooh, that's a little harsh. No, C-minus isn't harsh. C-minus is taking into account this guy's a first-year head coach. And again, you have a lot of players still on that defense who were recruited to do what? Play speed D for Alex Grinch. 
uh, when the Big 12 was a lot more flag football. And it's, it's transformed somewhat. I mean, they still spread it out. But Brent needs to get his personnel in there. No doubt it was a defensive disappointment, a major disappointment. But we'll see what happens in year two and with some reinforcements coming in the portal. As for uh, the future for Oklahoma, Josh Pate does see some encouraging signs. I happen to look at their recruiting and say, well, there's some, there's some cause for not celebration because that doesn't mean anything, but excitement at least. Um, I, I certainly think that it was an untenable position. He was put in a really uh, surprisingly difficult position because of the amount of talent that left when Lincoln Riley did. But yet, when we were looking at preseason odds, it's almost like America watched all those good players walk out and say, it doesn't matter. Oklahoma will just win because they're Oklahoma. Well, Oklahoma doesn't win just because they're Oklahoma. They're Oklahoma because they've had good football players for a long time and they didn't have enough of them this year. Like, that's the long and short of it. They have to get more good football players. So Brent Venable, C-. minus. I'm going to be pretty interested, especially from Oklahoma fans, to see if you agree. Because surprisingly, some of you have been more harsh on your own head coach than I have. And I get it. It's not fun. There you go. So what do you think of his uh, assessment of Brent after year one? Well, I think Josh is one of the more level-headed guys in sports media. And I agree. I think it, it goes back to the conversation that we were having about Porter Moser earlier in the show, right? You have to have patience with these types of things, especially when the future Heisman Trophy winner walked out the door in this program a year ago in January. And, yeah, I, it, I think the point he made about if this was the reality in year four, you're getting an F, that holds a lot of merit. All situations are not created equal. And we did kind of take it for granted. A lot of people took it for granted that Oklahoma was going to win just because they were Oklahoma and that Brent Venables was going to be able to squeeze every ounce of elite football out of every single player on this roster. And I don't know if we realized at the time how much dead weight this roster had on it. Yeah, I'm with you. And again, doesn't excuse anything. I mean, six and seven is is uh, never acceptable at Oklahoma, but it's clear again you've got to get better players, particularly on the defensive side of the football, and especially on the defensive line. By the way, text from Derek on the Air Comfort Solution text line: the active ingredient in Orogel is benzocaine, which naturally has a flavor that can't be masked that well. If you've ever gotten a brief taste of Novocaine while having a dental procedure, that's what benzocaine tastes like, and there's no polishing a turd. Man, I don't like that phrase, polishing. I don't like the T word, <laughs> but I know what you're saying. It was more of a joke than anything else. But, hey, if they can come up with better tasting or gel, then that's good. Uh, RX Labels instructions are really just a suggestion. Keep in mind the antibiotics lead to diarrhea. Well, I just want to take – I want to send one more set of troops in there right now. So I think I'm going to do that. But I'm going to have to eat something first. So. Uh, a couple more texts here on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Listener in the 917 asks, is Drew Bat a PWO? Yes, Sooners picked up another in-state PWO commitment today. Man, how Drew many P- new PWO prospects Brent wasn't joking get? about that yeah. pipeline, man. He was not joking about that pipeline. You got the kid, uh, kids from Bixby, right? Yes, multiple. And uh, Got a kid from Glenpool and Andrew mm-hmm. Heineck. 
they are hosting Taylor Heim out of Bethany this weekend on an official visit. I put a crystal ball in for Oklahoma yesterday, so I believe they're going to get him as well. That's a scholarship guy. So, yeah, Brent was not joking about putting the press on kids within state lines. And people are instantly going to point to what happened in the 2023 class with guys like By Job and Luke Haz. What Look, does the preferred walk-on status mean? It I, means – Are you partially scholarship? No. Are you, it, you, you are not on scholarship. You are responsible for paying your own way, but you are guaranteed a roster spot when you show up. You are on the roster okay. at Oklahoma. You do not have to try out. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, is this a little bit like Nebraska's old uh, walk-on program, maybe? Are people doing this kind of the way? Remember, Nebraska had that amazing walk-on program for years and years and years where they would have – and you can – you know, it's a numbers game. You bring in that many, there are going to be a couple that, wow, this kid can play, right? So we'll see. Uh, from the 405, I'm no medical expert, but I did stay at a Holiday Inn last <laughs> night. Antibiotics will not help your pain level. They just fight against infection. Oh, okay, so that's all. But, man, I've been eating uh, ibuprofen like spree. So Steely is about to get himself what? Spree. I can't even remember when the last time I saw spree was. Do they still sell spree? I don't know, but I was trying to compare it to a candy and pill form. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember spree. I remember seeing spree on shelves as a child. Haven't seen it in a long, long time. Uh-oh, Doug is texting. He's mad at you this time. Oh, no. I think he's mad at you. It was, oh, here we it go. Was, it was Parker. Doug says, I really resent your characterization of me as the president of the Boomer Doomers. I question the validity of many of the statements made by KRF Radio hosts because they oftentimes lack intellectual honesty or are sometimes made as factual without any evidence whatsoever. I'm a very fervent follower of OU Sports, and I'm a season ticket holder for basketball, baseball, and other sports. But I am not a believer of everything I hear about OU Sports that comes over the air from KREF radio hosts, and that's why I question them occasionally. I told you he takes a while. He takes a while to write. He, he does. Thinks it was a well, very, well-crafted statement. Very careful and well thought out. That is one thing I, I do appreciate about you, Doug and Norman. The, uh, the statements that we get from him on the Air Comfort Solutions text line are always carefully crafted. Steely, take a gummy. Hmm. I don't have any gummies. Gunny of Stutzman Army says, when's the last time you looked for Spree, Parker? That's a good point. I really don't walk in the grocery store like, you know what? I'm going to go snag some Spree. Spree is, uh, it is not in the major leagues of candy. It has been optioned down to like double A, if it's even still around. Uh, and, of course, we have Kendall saying, Brent's trying to polish a turd to make up for passing on Cole Adams. That phrase has been banned now, polishing up. The T word, I just, there's something about the T word. It's really? Not, yeah, I just, I don't like it. Okay, fair enough. And the the middle image of somebody polishing that is not good. Because no, I always get a middle image in my head and I don't like that image. Okay, that's fair. I mean, it's on you. It's on Kindle, not on you. It's on Kindle. That euphemism has been officially banned from the Air Comfort Solutions text line. <laughs> Anyone who uses it is getting the plank block. Oh, my gosh. The second text there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> Switch up to Tylenol for oh, a day not... and then back to ibuprofen. Oh, so we need to hit him with different forces is what you're saying. Yeah, isn't that like the whole – 
It's, it's like P90X for your immune system. Isn't that the whole P90X thing is muscle confusion? Okay, that's what I need to do. So I'm switching up to Tylenol next. Okay, I'll do that. All right, we're going to break right here. We've got Jesse Crittenden coming up. We'll talk Sooner Hoops and football at 135 on the Riverwind Casino Hotline, 405-651-3439. Our thanks to the Seth Wadley Auto Group for sponsoring our second hour. I am the Man of Steel, one of America's favorite regional radio stars, maybe, along with the young whiz kid, Parker Thune, coming right back here on The Ref. Okay, we are back. Another uh, ridiculous argument on social media recently has been, who can claim Jalen Hurts? Well, I, I think he played where? Two schools, right? He did play two schools. Alabama and Oklahoma? Both, right? Yes, and I think, I think there's a legitimate argument to be made that both schools can lay claim to Jalen Hurts. I don't think that's the case often. Did he play at both schools? Yes, but uh, yes, because of his success. Absolutely. He started college football playoff games at both institutions. I don't mind Alabama claiming Jalen Hurts. Of course I not. I certainly don't mind Oklahoma claiming Jalen Hurts because in all reality, Jalen Hurts probably wasn't going to be an NFL draft pick until he showed up to Oklahoma. But he took Alabama to a national championship game as a true freshman. So No doubt. They, and look, I, I'm with you. I think you would probably go he's about... 75% Bama, 25% Sooner, but the Sooners can claim Jalen Hurts, and so can Alabama. Now, somebody texted me, did you hear what David Cohn said about the Jalen Hurts deal? David Cohn? And I'm like, David Cohn, what's, in- what's a pitcher doing talking about OU football? Are we talking like the author of one of Major League Baseball's 23 perfect games, That's David right. Cohn? No, it's another David Cohn. Oh. It's this guy right here. Oklahoma fans who are triggered that Jalen Hurts played football at Alabama need to get off my lawn. Jalen Hurts my quarterback. For the record, I played at Michigan, so I have no dog in this Sooner versus Bama battle. But I do have the facts, which is what I tweeted this weekend. Jalen Hurts won an NFL playoff game, and he's the first Crimson Tide quarterback to do so since Richard Todd, who's my father-in-law, which is the only reason I even knew the stat. I never said Jalen Hurts didn't play at Oklahoma or claim him as more of a tied quarterback than a Sooner. He had a great season at OU and got drafted from there. If someone tweeted that Jalen Hurts is the first Oklahoma quarterback to win an NFL playoff game since Baker Mayfield, I wouldn't have thought twice about it because it's a statement of fact. There you go. That is David Cohn, too. So there was the, I put David Cohn, dumb clip of the week. This is one of those um, situations where, again, I look at what people are wasting their time on on social media, and I think the end is near because we've been wasting our time on where, where, who can claim Jalen Hurts, what kind of shoes an Eminem character wears, and whether DeMar Hamlin is really alive or not. You know what else we, we waste way too much time on? What's that? Stupid message board posts from Internet randos. We just got a text from Russ in Atlanta who says, some guy posted on TideFans.com that Jeff Lebby wants out of Oklahoma. Why would Jeff Lebby want out of Oklahoma? Didn't he go to OU voluntarily? Didn't he attend OU and play for OU? My problem with that text is the some, first sentence. Some guy. The first half of the first sentence. <laughs> first some guy words. posted on TideFans.com. <laughs> 
The first two words, yes, some guy. You know, probably Terry in Tuscaloosa, man. I know what Levy wants out of there, man. I know he wants out of there. By the way, what what shoes are the Eminem characters wearing today? <laughs> and it will, by the way, oh, you cannot claim Jalen Hurts. I mean, we are literally circling the drain. If we're doing these cat, literally, this is what people spend their time arguing about. <laughs> I mean, it's, geez, come on. Is Levy staying or going to Alabama? He's not going anywhere. He's not going anywhere. He's going to be Oklahoma's offensive coordinator in 2023. This has been reported and reaffirmed by basically everybody on the OU side, which is to say, if he does end up leaving, it is mule shoe all over again, because I know for a fact Jeff Levy has told people within the Switzer Center that he does not plan on departing Oklahoma. Okay, there you go. By the way, uh, somebody uh, had a a medical advice. So we've got a doctor, maybe, on the... uh, Ah, that was a joke. Okay, I've got you. Okay, let's see. Let's see. Uh, Down there on ibuprofen. I needed all the medical help. Steely, I've always found that... What? Naproxen helps me when it's a tooth infection. Not sure why it works for me, but ibuprofen doesn't. What about acetaminophen? Because I just switched to uh, Drake just... Drake is the station dealer here. He's got a stash of Tylenol. And uh, so I just got three Tylenols because I'm going to switch it up, man. I'm throwing this thing a curveball only because there's still just enough little pain left to be annoying, you know, and I want it to be gone. History. You know what I've decided, Steely? Uh, Whereupon... You eventually retire from sports media mm-hmm. and ride off into the sunset. We're going to take this two-hour block of time on the radio airwaves every day, and we're going to devote it solely to random message board posts. Whatever the prominent message board posts of the day are, no matter who they come from or where they come from, we're just going to talk about un- unsubstantiated <laughs> message board noise for two hours, provided by that point the internet hasn't reduced society to a dung heap, which is also within the realm of possibility. But provided that doesn't happen, the post-Steely era, 12 to 2 on the Ref Radio Network, is going to consist of pure speculation on unsubstantiated message board posts. Mm-hmm. Well, Russ in Atlanta said, but the guys in the Tide uh, Message Board Hall of Fame. Message Board Hall of That's Fame. That's what he said, yes. He's a Hall of Famer on the Message Board, okay, which well, means did, he's probably put up like 9 million messages. Yeah, exactly. How do you get to the Message Board Hall of Fame? Because I don't think credibility is involved. Aleve. Okay. I'll go for some Aleve, too, man. I'm going. I, I got to be careful, though. I'm sorry to be talking about this. I just want, really want this annoying pain to go away. Uh, somebody said, Steely, call dentist or your doctor and ask for codeine, cough Codeine! Medicine. You could also just call up Jamarcus Russell. That's... I'm sure he could hook you up. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Jamarcus Russell, who uh, who was it that said he can throw the ball 80 yards downfield on a knee, on one knee? Yes, but here's the deal. You, you can't throw the ball in a game from your <laughs> knees. That does you no good on the actual football field. Okay, I'll leave codeine cough medicine. I'm really sorry about this. I'm just desperate. I want it to be gone. And it's 
It's about 80% gone, but I want it 100% gone. Okay. We got a bunch of people asking on the text line, Parker, do you know much about this walk-on from South Carolina? Uh, OU did just pick up another preferred walk-on commitment from a guy way, way out of state this time, Eli Merck, wide receiver from the state of South Carolina. Uh, The answer is no. I do not know a whole lot about him. Uh, I know he's had a preferred walk-on offer at Oklahoma for probably four, six weeks. It was an offer that went out in December, I do believe, to my recollection. And there you go. You got an, got another preferred walk-on at. So I, I can't add a whole lot of color to that situation or to that particular recruitment. But if there's one thing we have all found out collectively over the last week, it is that Brent Venables is serious about building up his program from the bottom up with quality PWOs. There you go. All right, 405-651-3439. Actually, I guess we need a break right here. We want to stay on schedule. We do have Jesse Crittenden coming up in the next segment. We'll talk uh, about the uh, disaster last night at uh, TCU. That was, uh, what is a famous slaughter? Enos Slaughter, the baseball player, gas house gang back in the day. But I'm talking about just a total rout. Custer's last stand. There you go. Yeah, it, it was it was that bad last night in Fort Worth for OU. We'll talk to Jesse about that and talk Sooner football as well. Uh, we'll also get back to the text line before we get out of here as well. Stay with us. Thank you to the Seth Wadley Auto Group in Paul's Valley. Appreciate you sponsoring our second hour. Mike Steely, Parker Thune with you on the home of Sooner fans, the ref. We are back. Norman Transcript Sports Editor Jesse Crittenden joins us on the Riverwind Casino Hotline. Riverwind, over 2,800 electronic games. All of your favorite table games are there as well. They have a world-class poker room, the best bars, the best dining, the best service, the best hotel. They have it all at Riverwind, the best promotions. Again, they just gave away five trips to the Super Bowl and the showdown in the desert promotion. New member seven is always available to you. Uh, if you uh, go out there, you're a new patron, you sign up for a Riverwind wild card, which you need those. It's going to help you. It's going to help you a lot, uh, particularly when it comes to promotions. You need one of those, and you can earn up to $450 in one day with your new Riverwind wild card. And uh, we've got shows coming, uh, Beats and Bites, of course, in the summer, the outdoor concert series, and it won't be long before the games are out of the Showplace Theater. Once the remodel is done, then we kick up. The shows again at the Showplace Theater, one of the early shows, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Awesome group. So there's something always happening at Riverwind Casino. That's why it is simply the best. Jesse, that was uh, that was painful to watch last night. Do you think that the Sooner basketball team uh, has had its basketball soul exercised after so many close losses, particularly that Baylor loss? Yeah, that's a really good point. I've actually, I think I've, that's something I've been thinking about a lot is that I think in some ways you can point to the close losses. I mean, you, there's positive takeaways, right? You can say, man, if, you know, if they had just done this better or if they hadn't had so many turnovers or if they'd rebounded a little better, you know, they're, they're right there and they just got to do a couple things to get over the hump. Uh, on the other end of it, I think there's a mental toll, just like from blowout losses. I think there's a mental impact that comes from, from, being close so many times and not getting over the hump. And I think 
I think you did see that in some ways last night. Now, I mean, it was on the road in Fort Worth. TCU is as hot as almost anybody in college basketball right now. But I think in some ways what bit them last night is what's bit them all year. They, they struggled again to rebound. TCU had 15 second chance points after Baylor had 30 second chance points. Um, on Saturday, their offense just kind of ground to a halt. Uh, Grant Shurfield again struggled. He went scoreless again in the second half for a third straight game. It's just right now, I think OU basketball, the OU men's team is kind of on the losing end of some some mass disadvantages. I mean, they don't get to the line much. Uh, they re- they don't rebound very well compared to the rest of the Big Twelve, and they just need a lot of things to go right to be competitive. And, and last night, almost nothing went right for them. And that's why they had their, their worst loss of the Porter Moser era. Jesse, what were your expectations for this basketball team coming into the season? Because I think the narrative over the last few weeks in particular has been, well, this team's not living up to expectations. But when you consider the fact that they lost two guys via the transfer portal and Elijah Harkless and Emoja Gibson that are both averaging north of 15 points per game elsewhere, in addition to the fact that, much like last season, they just don't have dominant size on the interior, it didn't feel to me coming into the year like uh, the expectations needed to be or should have been all that high for OU basketball. So how do you think they've performed relative to reasonable expectations coming into the 22-23 campaign? Yeah, I mean, I think coming into the coming into the preseason, to me, I saw this team a lot like last year and and for a lot of the season they have kind of been about like they were last year a lot of I mean they went seven and 11 in conference play uh obviously they 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 got to the big 12 tournament championship game last year but for the most part they were a team that uh, was competitive but ultimately you know whether it was offensive firepower or turnovers or whatever it was just couldn't quite get over the hump in most of their games so uh, I thought, you know, coming into the year, there was a lot of turnover, but obviously they, they snagged Grant Sherfield, who was the best offensive player uh, Porter Moser has had uh, since he got to OU. So I thought, I thought it, was, it was reasonable to think they would be a little better this year um, than they were last year. I thought they would maybe snag a couple more conference wins and, and make a little bit more of a bid for the conference, you know, or for the tournament in March. And I still think those things are attainable for them, but as of right now, they're actually below pace than they were last year. They're they're on pace to to finish with a worse conference record and a worse overall record, and uh, there's still a lot of things to go. But I mean, I, I I expected this team to be a little better than they were last year, but right now, I think they're even uh, falling short of that mark. So I, I think they've got a lot of things they've got to do to. Um, to figure this out and, and, and make a push for the for the tournament. But obviously right now, if, if the season were to end today, I think OU would again fall short of the tournament. And I do think that would be a disappointment. I, I don't think they could do much better than a low seed in the tournament, but I do think they should they should hold themselves to the standard of getting to the tournament. And right now they're they're just below that. Jesse Crittenden, our guest on the uh, Riverwind Casino Hotline, 405-329-9000. All right, we know 6-7 and seven is not acceptable at Oklahoma, you know, their worst uh, season in, in 25 years. But how do you evaluate what's happened in the offseason so far for this Oklahoma football program? I mean, honestly, consider, I mean, like you said, considering uh, how up and down the season was, considering how disappointing the season was, I mean, really, the last couple of weeks. I mean, it hasn't it hasn't all been wins for them, but for the most part, you couldn't really ask for 
I mean, you couldn't really have expected many more things to go right than they have. I mean, I think even down to to having a chance to beat Florida State um, in the Cheese It Bowl. I mean, I think I think that was a positive sign. Obviously, I think the class um, that they signed, you know, with high school recruits. I mean, I mean, it's one of the best classes that the university has had in the modern era. I think the additions they've made through the transfer portal. Now, I think they'll they'll continue to look again when the when the window opens in the spring and obviously they've had some they've had some losses i do think you know david Okwebu, who um kind of has been up and down his whole career himself i mean it, losing a guy like that kind of hurts just in terms of the experience he brings and you know losing nick evers and you know as a quarterback i mean all, all that stuff stings but i think for the most part uh brent venables and the coaching staff have done a pretty good job of turning what was a bad situation with a six and seven season and to a lot of positives, I mean, just getting Jackson Arnold uh, is is enough of a uh, pretty good Band-Aid to put on the season. But, I mean, to have a top-five class, uh, consensus top-five class, and to, to add some of the positions they've had in the uh, transfer portal, I mean, that makes it all worth it considering, you know, who they've lost. I mean, Marvin Mims, who they've lost to the draft, who they've lost to the transfer portal. It's not all wins, but, I mean, it, there's a, there's things could be a lot worse for OU than they are right now. And I think given the circumstances – things are pretty positive and trending up for them. Jesse, what do you make of this beefed-up preferred walk-on program that Brent Venables and this staff have seemed to put an increased emphasis on over the last few weeks? We saw, what, three commitments over the weekend from elite in-state guys who were very productive at the high school level, Andrew Heinig, Kale Fugate, Jacob Snyder. You saw him pick up another preferred walk-on commit this morning in Drew Bat out of Turpin, Oklahoma, and then they pulled Eli Merck, a Clemson legacy, out of South Carolina just a few moments ago. So obviously you're not bringing in preferred walk-ons with the expectation that they're going to be studs necessarily in your football program, especially at a place like the University of Oklahoma. But what does that do for the rest of the roster and the overall culture at Oklahoma when you're keeping the pipeline flowing like that? Yeah, you kind of nailed it. I think I think Brent Venables has been pretty clear since he got to OU that as much as anything, as much as there's been a – a big change as far as schematic, you know, what they do on both sides of the ball, X's and O's, general style of the team. This has been as much of a, a cultural takeover as it has been anything else. And I, and Ray Venables, if, if he said it once, he said it a million times that um, this isn't going to be a, a program that's going to define players strictly by their, you know, their star ratings uh, coming out of high school. I think he wants guys that not only, uh, obviously, you've got to have talent. He wants guys that have talent and want general feel uh, for the game. But he also wants guys that are hard workers, and he wants guys that uh, that will fit in not only to the culture he's trying to build, but will add to it. And I and I honestly think preferred walk-ons for him. I think it makes sense that there would be a pipeline there for him that he would look for for guys to add that way. I mean, you know, preferred walk-ons, it, it, that's a hard path to take. Even, a, you know, walk-on or preferred walk-on, that's a hard path to take. You've got to work really hard, uh, you know, to to earn your spot on the team. And I think I think Brent Venables is looking at it as a, as a way to not only get guys that work hard, but guys that, that want to be at OU, that want to earn a spot and can add to the culture. So, um, you know, and again, like you said, I think in, for the most part, these are kind of low-risk additions. Uh, these preferred walk-ons like that, you can bring them in, and if they earn a spot and they earn like a real chance at playing time, then that's awesome. And if not, then maybe you know maybe those are guys that can become scout team guys, or 
you know, just guys that add to the environment that Brent Venables is trying to build overall. So I think it's one of those things that entering, you know, his it's his second off season, but his first real off season as the OU coach. I think it makes sense that he's looking at an avenue like this to see if there's other ways he can kind of bolster the program, considering how tough this you know this past year was for the team. Yeah, why not? Why not? Sometimes, you know, just maybe a sheer numbers game that you're going to find one or two kids like, man, this kid is he's a full scholarship guy. You never know. So, yeah, I, I think it's a good idea as well. Hey, Jesse, we appreciate your time. Thank you very much. We'll talk to you again soon. Awesome. Appreciate you guys having me on. Jesse Critton joining us on the Riverwind Casino Hotline. Somebody put Eli Merrick. It's it was Eli Merck. Merck. Yeah, it's somebody Merck. put Eli. Is he any relation to John Merrick? He's a big-time recruit. John Merrick? The Elephant Man. Who's who's in on him? Am I missing something here? I, the Elephant Man, John Merrick. I'm definitely missing something here. Just go ahead and Google him up. Oh, He's boy. a big-time prospect. I want a list of his five schools. <laughs> Parker's like, what? Is this is, is this some sort of obsolete <laughs> joke that's over my head because I'm too young? Yes. Older Absol- reference lost yeah, on younger absolutely. listener. Absolutely. John Merrick, the Elephant Man, big-time edge rusher. No doubt. Frightening. Very frightening. All right. We will break, and we'll get to as many texts as we can when we get back. Mike Steely, Parker Thune with you on a Wednesday edition of Steel Man and Thune. Thank you again to our friends at the Seth Wadley Auto Group in Paul's Valley. We'll be right back here on the home of Sooner fans, The Ref. We are back with one final segment. Going to get locked in at the top of the hour. Sooner women play in Austin tonight, 7 o'clock on the Longhorn Network. Number 14, Oklahoma, taking on Texas. OU alone in first place at 6-1. and one. Texas, Iowa State tied for second at 5-2. and two. Taylor Robertson, two threes to tie the all-time record. Three to break the all-time women's record for made threes. So good chance she can get that done tonight. The Thunder in action, 7 o'clock at the Paycom Center. Trey Young and the Atlanta Hawks come calling on Oklahoma City. Trey averaging 27 points, 10 assists per game there at an even 500. A little bit of a disappointment this year. Oklahoma City at 23 and 24. The Thunder also hosts Cleveland on Friday. And then uh, next Monday, it will be a game against the Golden State Warriors. And uh, Sooner basketball, obviously an embarrassment last night at TCU losing by 27. You get to turn around and host number two Alabama at 1 o'clock on ESPN Saturday. There you go. Do you want to go to the text line? Sure. Uh, we had one listener asked, I never heard why Hark- Harkless and Gibson left OU. Do you have any insight? Well, from what I understood, uh, those were two guys that came to OU to play under Lon Kruger. Different, right? Yeah, and different system. Way different system, way different style. And to my understanding, uh, they just didn't click as well with Porter Moser as they did with Lon. They each had one year of eligibility left. Each kind of wanted to be the guy more so than they were at Oklahoma, and that's why you saw both Mo Gibson and Elijah Harkless spurn a lot of bigger offers in the transfer portal to go to UNLV and DePaul, respectively. LG Sooner says, John Merrick, he's a human being, not an animal. That's exactly right, and he let people know it. Fine movie, by the way, David Lynch movie from back in the uh, early '80s. Okay, there was a there was a dental suggestion about. Uh, there's one guy didn't hear the start of the conversation, but as a retired dentist, I'll say, taking antibiotics sooner than prescribed greatly increases the chance 
of diarrhea or stomach cramps. If you can ride out the pain, the medicine should kick in within 24 hours. Easiest over-the-counter solution, if you can tolerate it, try clove oil. Yeah, the the medicine's kicked in. It's just uh, I still have a little bit of pain, so I'm basically I'm gonna now I'm gonna rotate Tylenol and uh, and uh, ibuprofen. Got another listener that says, "Hey, Mike, truly, thank you for suffering and being on the radio today. A toothache can be absolutely miserable. Hang tough, man." Well, it was miserable on Monday. I appreciate you saying that. That's very nice. Thank you very much. But today, it's not that bad. It's more of annoying than anything else, you know, because it's kind of still there, and you just want it completely eradicated. That's what I'm hoping for. So, and my dentist helped me out a bunch. Thank you to Dr. Brooks. Don in Tulsa says, how many preferred walk-ons can you have in one class? Well, there's no limit. There's no limit on preferred walk-ons. But, obviously, you don't want to have 200 players on your roster. Nebraska used to have that many walk-ons pretty much back in the day, right? (laughs) They had the best walk-on program in the history of college football. part of how they won national titles is because they just recruit all skill position guys and all their dudes in the trenches would be big old farm boys from out in Nebraska and Iowa. Plus, they got them roided up a little bit back in the day, too. That was was the rumor, at least. So... KJ says, are PWOs under the same nutrition program as scholarship players? The PWOs, no, they eat at Taco Bell. (laughs) You don't get the full nutritional value. They get burritos, a couple tacos. There's a shuttle. Maybe some nachos, right? Yeah, no, the the scholarship players. Pizza shuttle. they uh, They get the chefs. They get the team chefs cooking for them within the walls of the Switzer Center. And then the PWOs have a shuttle that runs continuously to Del Rancho. From Pizza Shuttle. The yes. shuttle. <laughs> no, you get the real low PWOs get ramen noodles and Vienna sausages. Shark says one per county. <laughs> there you go. Uh, that's pretty good. All right, 405-651-3439. Uh, from the 972, Steely, you just make me die laughing sometimes, LOL. Elephant Man is a verbal <laughs> to the tide. Well done, 972. Well done. That was a that movie made you cry. The poor Elephant Man. All those people were picking on him. That's when I am not an animal. I am a human being. That was well acted by me right there. From the Elephant Man. A fine David I'm Lynch I'm kind of disappointed that you brought up Dick Vitale earlier and you didn't quote him in Dick Vitale's voice. I, You know, I it's it's maybe it's the origin. I could pull off uh, John Hurt, I believe, is the actor who played John Merrick, whose real name is Joseph Merrick. It was about a deformed man in England. And he would walk down the streets and the people would just beat on him. They thought he was some monster. So finally, we saw the humanity of the Elephant Man. Very, very human, the Elephant Man. Final thoughts here from the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Joe in Tulsa says, since we are offering three stars from Oklahoma now, which I'm fine with, can we say the staff messed up not going after Micah Tease, Cole Adams, and other top ten Oklahoma kids? According to Rivals, OU got one of the top five Oklahoma kids and two out of the top ten, Jacoby and McCarty, but eventually late we went for kids out of the top ten. We have to do better in Oklahoma. Look, uh, the harsh reality is you probably weren't getting by Joe, probably weren't getting Luke Has any way you sliced it. Uh, 
My Catiz was a guy that ultimately, oh, you could have had if they wanted him and decided late in the cycle that there were some things that uh, they weren't quite on the same page about and decided not to push for Mike Catiz and let him go to Texas A&M. But that, that's a guy that they could have had if they wanted him. Cole Adams is the one that they kind of whiffed on. Waited too long to offer him. You know, that Alabama is uh, that put Kendall into therapy, by the way, the uh, whiff on Cole Adams. He's still on the couch talking about that to his therapist to this day. All right. <laughs> Merrick is visiting Tuscaloosa this weekend. Okay, yeah. Well, that's pretty good. Pretty good. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, want to thank the Seth Wadley Auto Group today. want to thank uh, Riverwind Casino, my friends over at Riverwind. They're awesome. And thank you for bearing with me today. Hopefully this will get a little bit better and I'll stop talking about it. Quit whining and just do my job. We'll see you.